Yeah, it's time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Friday morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. My theme song, You Treat Me With So Much Respect. The Village People. How much we love you. So that, that just shows you, Vaughn, right there, how much we love and respect you, that we remember to play that every Friday morning. <laughs> Don't knock the village people. We're going to get into this argument again. so much fun. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's going on out there. You know, I, I listened to what Dr. Bonnie Henry had to say yesterday. And I have to say, I was a little bit disappointed by the fact that, oh, yeah, we were on this public health emergency when it came to the heat dome. We just discussed it internally. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. (laughs) God. Yeah, she said, thanks very much for the question. And then the answer was, yeah, um, uh, the the government, uh, the public health officer has protocols. Uh, They learned their lessons from the past with heat waves and... Uh, they discussed it internally, and uh, the health regions um, declared an emergency. Um, I don't know if they told everyone. It, it certainly appears that the message didn't get through to the ambulance service. Uh, following the news coverage on that, the ambulance service took forever to declare an emergency, and the province still hasn't declared a wildfire emergency yet, I don't think. At least they hadn't yesterday. So, no, it was uh, it was one of those things where I think you're going to need an independent public inquiry into a whole bunch of things in British Columbia, including how um, the, uh, the response to the heat wave uh, happened, the response to the twin crises of the, uh, of the wildfires. And I think also there's some open questions about how things were handled in long-term care and are being handled going forward. Uh, That is so true. So is there going to be one? Well, Health Minister Adrian Dix said, oh, yeah, you know, we have a law and the province and the coroner investigates every death and the coroner is independent and will do so and work with public health officials. So there will be a report, and, and as you know, Simi, the, the coroner has already put out a preliminary report indicating there were hundreds of heat-related deaths in British Columbia, and mostly seniors, mostly older people who were vulnerable, trapped at home, uh, didn't get out, afraid to go out, all that. So, yes, there will be that, but I think there are broader questions there as well. And, you know, the overlap between what has been called the perfect storm, the pandemic, the wildfire crisis, and the heat dome together, argues that we ought to be really thorough when this is passed about an inquiry because of the risk that things will fall between the cracks otherwise or that there'll be buck passing among various agencies. Right. Um, I also want to talk about some federal politics here, mixing with local, of course, because the prime minister is in town. And all of a sudden, all these announcements that we have been waiting for for so long are coming all at once. Yeah, no, I was was looking at it yesterday, though, and I thought, you know, shaving a haircut, he cleans up pretty good. I have to give him that, you know, if if you're going to be cynical about it. and, uh, you know, as I said, I heard uh, my household from the Liberal Party the other day saying, oh, we don't know if an election's coming. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> and I know you're not just calling me because uh, you want to see how we're managing here in the heat over yeah. here in British Columbia. But, yeah, so we, yeah, the, the politics is fascinating, right? There's a piece in the Victoria Times columnist today about Jagmeet Singh out here campaigning on the island 
and promising various things. And John Horgan, you know, when we have a federal election like last time, John Horgan and the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, Horgan will endorse the NDP and say, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's taking the spotlight away from Singh by doing back-to-back events with hmm, the federal Liberal Party uh, yesterday and today. Uh, so the province has to work with the federal government. We need federal money. The province is working with him. So yesterday we had child care, and today, I uh, gather, we're getting a full press event in Surrey for transit. So the, um, the, the, the political maneuvering around this is fascinating uh, provincially. John Horgan doesn't just need federal money to get stuff done, but you look at voting patterns over the years. Uh, the provincial NDP, when it runs for re-election, a bunch of people who vote liberal federally vote NDP provincially. So Horgan has a bigger base, but he also has a bigger audience he needs to reach when he does stuff. Right. I say kudos to people in Surrey, though, man. You have managed to become... Uh, this much-needed hotbed of political support, right, whether it's provincially or federally. And, I mean, this SkyTrain to Langley situation has probably been the worst-kept, you know, not even secret in political circles because we all knew this announcement was coming. We just knew it was going to come close to an election. Well, they made it once before. I mean, in September of 2018, you know, a long, long time ago, John Horgan and Justin Trudeau announced support for transit in Surrey. The federal and provincial government were going to jointly fund it. Now, it's true that that was a previous project. That was for the famous L-Line light rail, which the new mayor of Surrey, the new old mayor of Surrey, Doug McCallum and his council later killed and switched to SkyTrain. And, you know, for the point of view of governments, uh, that means you get to announce the whole thing all over again, which is what they're doing today. Um, The interesting thing about Surrey is that, and and it's hard to imagine a community having a collective political strategy, but there is something to be said if you're willing to change your voting patterns from time to time, because it keeps all the parties on edge. Uh, You know, Surrey, Surrey is not a bunch of safe seats. Uh, for federal or provincial political parties, they every election they collectively take a look at them and go, mm, "Who's offering the best deal this time?" And those seats change hands. So yes, Surrey is a key battleground, not just because of growing population, but because um, it's kind of an open-minded place. It's not like other parts of the country where you go, "Yeah, well, there's you know, there's no point in campaigning there because exactly. that one's never going to change hands." Exactly. So Surrey knows what they're doing. I yeah, admire that. that. Yeah, very smart people out there in Surrey. And, you know, uh, from a taxpayer point of view, I suppose there's something to be said for um, the, uh, the advantage, perhaps from a taxpayer point of view, of just promising projects but not actually building them. So, you know, a rapid transit was promised for Surrey in 2018, here it is 2021 and we're promising it again. They haven't actually built anything in the interim because Surrey changed its mind about which project it wanted. So, you know, going for considering what they build when they do go ahead, you know, site C, 
Um, maybe That's it's right. not such a bad thing sometimes that they put stuff off. Uh, people in Delta out there, uh, perhaps stuck in traffic this morning, might be going, yeah, well, that sounds like the Massey Tunnel All replacement, right. too, which is, what, entering, approaching its 10th anniversary of being promised oh, uh, and not being built? Sounds like the Patilla Bridge all over again. All right, yeah. thank you for that, Vaughn. Okay, bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.